Hello and welcome to Easy Aces from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, Jane and Mr. Race staged a fake quarrel over a mink's coat. As an object lesson to Carl and Jane's niece Betty, newlyweds have quarreled and separated. Mr. Race hopes to show the youngsters how ridiculous their quarrel is. When we left off, Jane was packing to leave home, and Carl and Betty, reunited for the moment, are dashing to bring Mr. Race home to keep Jane from doing so. The scene now is at the Ace's home, where we find Jane with Marge, who has just entered. Listen. So I told him I was going to pack up and leave here. Well, you should have seen You could have knocked him down with a fender. I can imagine. What did they do? I guess that he cried as usual, huh? Oh, yes. Cry? I thought I'd laugh. But I didn't. I kept on acting all the time she was crying. I kept saying, I won't stay in this house another minute. And Carl kept saying, you can't do that. And I said, well, I'm going to pack up, I said. Where were you going? I said, I... Well, where were you going after you packed? Oh, I wasn't really going. Don't you remember? I was only oh, I know, Jane, but I mean, where did you say you were going? Oh, they asked me that. They said, where would you go? And I said, oh, I don't know. I don't care. Maybe China, I said. Maybe home to mother. Maybe both. Oh, Jane, you didn't. Yes, I oh, did. Oh. Well, you should have seen me, Marge. Honestly, I was marvelous. Talk about acting. Well, it sounded so real, I would have gone packed and got on a train before you could say Bill Robinson. Except I didn't have a sense of Jane. Because last night... Didn't have a what? What? You say you didn't have a what? I didn't have a sense of Jane, my name. (laughs) Oh, you didn't have a sense of Jane, huh? No, because last night when he left here, he forgot to leave my weekly allowance. Oh, well, we'll soon have that fixed up if this thing works according to plan. Now, you say the kids went to talk to Ace, huh? Yes, they're going to tell him that Betty's going to give me the mink coat for nothing. So in that way, I get the coat and he won't have to pay for it, see? Very good. Mm-hmm. How did they come to that solution? I don't know. I went in to pack, and I left the two of them here talking. And the first thing I knew, they called me in and asked me if I wouldn't just wait long enough for them to go to see him and tell him about the coat. So I said, well, all right, I'll wait. And they ran out of here like a bat out of a belfry. <laughs> good work, sir. <laughs> well, thanks. You see how it's working? They're so upset about you and your domestic risk that they've forgotten all about their childish arguments. They feel they're going to save your home from breaking up. Now, if they react the way I hope they will, it'll be easy to get them back together again. Just keep up the good work, Jane. You mean go on packing? No, but when they get here, you go on acting mad, you see? Oh, yes, I know what you mean. Just leave it to me, Mark. Honestly, you should have seen me. 
I was frowning around here like anything. I really did some acting. Atta girl, you keep that up. Everything's going to work out fine. Oh, sure it is. Not only are they going to make up, but I'm going to get a mink coat to boot. Well, I say not only are Carl and Betty going to make up, but I'm going to get a mink coat out of it for nothing. Oh, now, Jane, you're not really going to take it. Well, oh, there they are now. Oh, you better let them in, Mark. Okay, Jane. Oh, well, wait a minute. Wait till I get mad. Right. You ready? No, 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 wait. <laughs> Don't look at me, Mark. You make me laugh. <laughs> I've got to be mad. Wait till I frown. There. How's that? That's perfect. All right, <laughs> let them in. Yes, I'm coming. Do I look mad enough? Mad enough to eat nails. Oh, that reminds me I haven't had any lunch yet. Well, what have we here? Oh, Maud. We got back as soon as we could. Where's Aunt Jane? She's here. Thank heaven. Well, what brings you home at this hour? I don't know. I didn't come because I wanted to. I just as a favor to Carl. Hello, Aunt Jane. Here he is. Hello, Betty. Hello, Carl. Hello, Marge. Oh, I get it. Well, I guess I'd better be going. Oh, no, not yet. Are we going to have this out now, once and for all? And Jane, he doesn't believe it. Uncle Ace doesn't believe you said you'd stay if I gave you that mink coat. Yes, tell him you said you would. Well, I might. Might? And Jane, you said you definitely would. You promised. Just a moment. May I inquire what's going on here? She said she'd give up this notion of leaving her husband if Betty gave her the mink coat. You see, the argument started when she wanted to buy the mink coat from Betty, and Miss Ray said he couldn't afford it. Well, this way he doesn't have to buy it. We're giving it to her. We're giving it to her? Yes, we are. Who's we? Why, Betty and I, of course. Betty and you? Oh, wait a minute now. I must have missed a chapter here somewhere. In the last installment I read, you and Betty were having your own difficulties over a mink coat. Oh, what does it matter about us? Only Aunt Jane and Uncle Ace will forget this ridiculous argument. Oh, so it's like that. Yes, huh? now, Mrs. Ace, you know you said you'd stay if we gave you the coat. Did I? Did you? And Jane, you know you did. That's why we brought Uncle Ace home. Oh, did you? I hadn't noticed. Well, I guess there's nothing more to say, so I just... Oh, no, wait, Uncle Ace. Carl, do something. Well, I'm bewildered. Mrs. Ace, are you backing out of your agreement? Are you denying you said that if you got the coach, you'd stay here? Did I? Well, there you are. Now, just a minute. Jane, did you say that or didn't you? Well, maybe. Maybe. You most certainly did. What do you mean, maybe? I mean, maybe I'll leave and maybe I won't. After all, there's something more to married life than just a mink coat, if you know what I mean. Right, Jane. Good. Thanks, Marge. Yes, after all, there's something more to married life than just a mink coat. How about a husband that leaves home last night and doesn't come back all night? That's the latest he ever stayed out. But he was with me, Mrs. Ace. Everything's all right. Well, a mink coat isn't everything. Yes, I realize that now when I see all this. Carl, you're not deserting me, are you? Well, what she says is true. Well, you're a fine pal. After I sacrifice my home for a principle as worthy as this, you make a statement like that. Well, I can't help I it. I had high hopes for you. You were the kind of a man who stood for principle. You couldn't afford to buy your wife mink coat, so you felt she shouldn't have one. And now, I don't want a mink coat. I'm giving it to Angie. Oh, no, you're not. I can't afford any mink coats. But we're giving it to her. It won't cost you anything. Well, your uncle gave the coat to Betty. You didn't seem to like that. You were willing to let your whole married life all on account of a coat. And now you stand there and tell me I should let my wife have this coat. What? It just doesn't make sense. Look, I've learned a lot in the last day. Please, Mr. Ace, believe me, you'll be making the mistake of your life if you let this thing run on anymore. Take it from somebody that's been through it. Let her have the coat and, and come back to your home where you belong. Well, that's a pretty speech. It's not a speech. I mean it. Oh, you do? Uh, how much do you mean it? 
with all my heart and soul. Carl. Betty, honey. Oh, I've been so miserable. I know, sweetheart, and don't think I haven't. Have you really? I've missed you so much. Oh, Carl, kiss me. Sweetheart. Well, I'm going to pack up. And you are not. Sit down. Well, how about the coat? Do I get it or not? It's all over again. Well, congratulations, you two. Now you're talking. That's the spirit. Why didn't you do that the day you got back to town? (laughs) You two certainly were a problem. Yes, it took all we could do to bring you two together again. (laughs) May I say, Miss Race, that you were magnificent as the irate husband? Well, thank you, Miss Hale, and I assure you. What is all this? (laughs) Aren't you going to be surprised? Oh, were they only kidding? Do you mean to say that you were kidding? Well, not exactly kidding. Kidding you, we were but... trying to hold up a mirror for you to look into. You saw how ridiculous your aunt and uncle were fighting over a coat, and you realized how ridiculous... Then you weren't really going to leave each other? Over a coat? Are you kidding? Well, I'll Young be... fella, you certainly said a mouthful when you said I was making the mistake of my life letting this silly fight run along. And over a ridiculous thing like a fur coat. That's the point we were trying to make. And it looks as if we certainly made it. Now, you two remember this for a long time, will you? And every time you have an argument, or even think you're going to have one, just remember this childish fight over a coat. And remember how close to wrecking your lives you came over nothing. Thanks, Uncle Ace. I'll remember. Okay. Now, better you go on in there and get your things together and get into that coat that started this whole thing and go on over and let Mr. Neff know you're back in town. Will I? Oh, Uncle Ace, I'm the happiest girl in the world. I'll only be a minute, sweetheart. You want me to help you, honey? No, I'm not. You can snap out of it now. It's all over. Oh, no, it's not. It may be all over for you, but how about my coat? Your what? You heard me, my coat. Jane, honey, it's been settled. Carl's taking Betty back, coat and all. Oh, yes? Well, he promised me that coat, and I'll get it, or his name's Maud. Who promised you any coat? You did. I promised you that mink coat? I said I wouldn't leave here if I got that coat, and Betty and Carl said I could have the coat if I stay. Now, wait just a minute. You've been carried away by this little act we've been putting on. It's all over, Jane. The kids have made up. Those kids have, but not us kids. (laughs) Us kids? (laughs) Marge, this is no time to laugh. You heard about the coat. I've been hearing nothing else for the past two weeks. Yes. Well, didn't I say I'd stay here if I got the coat? Yes, but you were just acting. I was acting about going away, but the coat part was not acting. And if I don't get the coat, I'm packing up. Packing up? Where are you going? Oh, I don't know. Maybe China. China? What are you talking about? I'm talking about China. I'll go to Dresden. Oh, Dresden, China. Yes. I don't see what you're laughing at, Marge. You heard all about the coat. And you, Carl, I guess you didn't tell me I could have the coat if I didn't leave home. Yes, but I didn't know then. There, you see. Oh, but look, Jane, Carl and Betty have made up. That's what this is all about. We wanted to show them how silly it is to start a serious family argument over a little thing like a mink coat. Oh, it is. Why, sure. Well, now I've got you. If it's such a silly thing to argue about, what are you arguing about? I'm not arguing. You are. Oh, yeah. Well, all I know is that everybody's getting something out of this but me. I'm always the ghost. The ghost? <laughs> yes, I am, and I don't like it. 
This thing started out with me getting a mink coat, didn't it? It started out with our trying to bring Betty and Carl together again. Yes, and they promised me the coat. Oh, Jane, forget it, will you? I will not. I'm the one that always gets left out. Oh, sure. You're just a poor orphan around here. Well, you treat me worse than that. What am I, a stepladder? Oh, Jane, don't. Oh, I don't care. Here I stay home and act all over the place, wrecking my brain to make Betty think I'm leaving you. You should have seen me acting. And what do I get? Well, what do you want? A little applause? Okay, here's some applause. Come on, Marge, give her a hand. Thank you, thank you. Well, I'm going to pack up. Oh, what the you? I'm ready, Carl. Okay, honey, right with you. Oh, I'm so happy. Well, you have these good people to thank, Betty. Oh, I do, I do. You, you know I do. You, Uncle Ace, and Marge, and Aunt Jane. Well, I, I can't express how grateful I am. I'll be forever indebted to you for showing me how childish I was. Anytime you want me, Aunt Jane, for anything, you know you can have the shirt over my back. Is it mink? Oh, <laughs> is it Well, at any rate, the aces have straightened out Carl and Betty. And leave it to Mr. Ace to straighten out Jane, as we learn when next we meet the easy aces.